This podcast is brought to you by GG Poker. GG Poker won huge tournaments and hold the Guinness World Record for the largest prize pool for an online poker tournament. As the world's biggest online poker room, GG Poker are making poker fun again. GG Poker offers exciting game formats and software features that aren't available anywhere else. So why play anywhere else? Plus, if you're new to GG Poker, get £60 free play when you make your first deposit of £10 or more. Players must be 18 plus. Full terms and conditions apply. Please see ggpoker.co.uk for details. BeGambleAware.org. Please play responsibly. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Axon Bulletin. It's Tuesday afternoon, it's double trouble today. It's just myself, joined by Lawrence Conley. It's been a, a long week, Florence. I know there's that old cliche, you know, a week's a, a long time in football. It's a week since Celtic last competed in a competitive match due to fixture postponements and, and whatnot. Um, that Real Madrid game seems like a long, long time ago just now, doesn't it? It does indeed, mate, but you know, what a game, what a performance, certainly the first half. Uh, maybe a game of, of what-ifs. You know, Abada kind of snatches each chance, 
McGregor's shot staying out. Maeda could have done better. But yeah, it was, uh, I think, all in all, still a decent performance against arguably the world's most successful club. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, you know, the, the current European champions uh, as well. Um, we knew what kind of task we were going to face. We were on last Tuesday before the game with Natasha, and we were getting really, really excited about it. I think that excitement was probably uh, building even more by the time we'd got to half time in the game. We'd went toe to toe with Real Madrid, we, we'd created big chances. It was one of those things, though, Lawrence, that, you know, in those type of games, you need to take the chances. Unfortunately, we didn't. We got punished for it. But I think that the current Celtic group will learn a lot from that game, um, which should hopefully stand us in good stead for, for tomorrow night. Yeah, I, th- I think maybe a wee bit of stage fright, some of them a wee bit overawed. You know, I, th- I think, especially a bad chance, he's got time to take a touch, hasn't he? And the shot's not the best. He more or less just passes it back into the keeper's arms. But... Yeah, they'll learn from that. It's a young team. It's a decent performance, you know. Many of them playing the Champions League for the first time. So, yeah, I, I, I think the team will grow from that tomorrow night. You know, it's a huge game for us now, isn't it? it especially Shakhtar probably getting an unexpected result. You don't want to... We need to take something from the game tomorrow. You know, you wouldn't want to be six points behind Shakhtar after tomorrow. So I think we really need to take something from this game. Yeah, I, I would totally agree. I know yesterday there was the, the launch of Vim Jansen's book, Mastermind, it's called. I think it's out in the Celtic shop now. I, I, I take it it's the, the the book that came out, I think, at the start of the year. Obviously, it was in Dutch then, but I think it's now been fully translated into English. It was one of his, his wishes, which was launched yesterday by uh, Simon Donnelly, Tom Boyd and, and Paul Lambert, as well as some of Vim's family. Um, and, yeah, so, so that's out just now and Lambert was talking to the press after the book launch and he was saying you know you need to look at this game that Shakhtar's he thinks is the dodgy team in the group especially after that 4-1 victory um, in, in match day one which I think is going to stand him in, in, in right good stead going into this um, but you know I think as you say Lawrence you can't be six points behind them uh, by match day two and that's why tomorrow night it's important that Celtic take something from the game Yeah listen I think that the players will go in and we're in good form, so after the performance against Real Madrid, you know, I think they'll be kicking themselves if they didn't take something, they didn't take their chances, so yeah, I think I think we'll take something from it, and I think we've got to, you know it, it, it's huge, it'd be a mountain to climb if you're six points behind Shakhtar after match did hit two but, you know, we'll see what tomorrow brings, but, you know will we stick with the same team? Is it is the big question on your away We'll see. We'll see what Ange does. Yeah, but let's talk about that. Let's talk about maybe some team selections. Obviously, as I've said, and everybody knows, we, we didn't get the opportunity to take on uh, Livingston on Saturday, although other sports across the UK still went ahead. Um, so we didn't, you know, have that big kind of game in the middle. Whether that will serve as well or have, have affected it at all, we'll, we'll soon see tomorrow night. Um, every other team in our group were uh, out playing at the weekend Real Madrid won 4-1 uh, against I think it was Mallorca they were actually playing at the weekend uh, RB Leipzig beat Dortmund 3-0 I want to chat about them a wee bit because obviously there's been a bit of a, a changing of the guard there uh, with the, the Bundesliga outfit and, and Shakhtar again won at the weekend so all teams in our group in winning form Celtic the only team not to be playing at the weekend but in terms of team selection, Lawrence, one of the big things that we spoke about going into the game last week was the dilemma between Kyogo, who had sustained that injury against Rangers with his shoulder, came on obviously later in the match, 
um, and George's Yakimakis. I don't think Yakimakis did himself uh, any harm in the game at all against Real Madrid. I think I thought the big man ran his heart out. Do you think that Postacoglu could be tempted to to bring Kyogo back into this game tomorrow night? Yeah, I think he might start him. I think he might look for a bit more guile up front. Uh, hopefully, Kyogo's you know the time off served Kyogo well uh, on his recovery. But as you said, Yakimakis, I thought. Didn't do his reputation any harm at all against Madrid. You know, he didn't look, look out of place on the park. So, with our front six, you know, most of them are going to get minutes, don't you? Kyogo and Yakimakis, you expect a change to happen at some point with them. You expect both of them to get minutes in the game. Hitati, I thought, was outstanding. My tip for player of the year. I thought brilliant against Madrid. I think, you know, he's got to keep his position. I think that's him and Callum nailed it down. And, and it's up top, isn't it? Is it is it Matt Riley? I think Yota's a starter now, isn't he? Guaranteed. So probably Matt Riley. Then it's is it Mieda or Abada? You know, it's becoming a bit more predictable. So yeah, it's Yakimakis or Kyogo, Mieda or Abada. I think the who starts out the front six is the dilemma. Although you know we did touch on it last week. There's a chance that Ange might eventually play a double pivot. Maybe he'll he'll fancy it away in, in Europe. He might fancy Aaron Moy and and Cal Mack in the midfield. But, you know, just the way Rio played last week, it, it's kind of hard to see him dropping out. Yeah, Rio Hitati, I thought, was excellent in the game last week. I thought Cal McGregor was my standout man of the match, Lawrence. But yeah, I totally agree with that one. And Hitati, I think that, that point you make in Abada and Maeda is another really interesting one because obviously we see Abada get that big chance here on the game, the one that you spoke about there. And, he, you know, he's unfortunate. I don't know if it was about a stage fright or whatnot, but. You know, I think the term is probably undroppable after his performance against Rangers the, the, the previous Saturday game, get into that. Then Maida comes on at half-time and he gets a huge chance, which again, I think he maybe gets a wee bit of stage fright from. Do, do you think that Ange maybe just goes with Maida tomorrow night or you know does he stick with Abada? It's really hard, this one, because as I say, we're not having that game at the weekend. You've not been able to kind of dust the cobwebs off of Real Madrid. Yeah, yeah it, it would have been good you know, to get Back to winning ways, wouldn't it? You know, give them a wee boost, but maybe a wee bit of downtime, kind of freshen them out, freshen them up a bit, because, you know, they ran their hearts out against Real. Uh, I think maybe if Kyogo starts, it'll be Maeda, but if Yakimaka starts, he might start with Abada. So I think it's going to depend who starts up top, you know, who's your centre forward as to which one of those two start. Yeah, we'll soon see. Um few of our commenters coming in. Thanks for everybody that's commenting on the show. Michael Ross is coming in to say that he thinks a win tomorrow gives the squad a big confidence boost. No doubt about that. And Boy 67 also came in to say that he believes tomorrow's game is going to be hard. Um, harder than we're thinking. And in his opinion, it's a tricky game coming up. And he believes that they need at least a point. Lawrence, I'll throw that one over to you then. Is tomorrow a game you just can't lose? Yeah, definitely. You know, we touched at the beginning... I don't think we can afford to be six points behind Shakhtar. That was a huge result for them last week. So, yeah, I don't think we can afford to be six points behind them after match day two. So, a draw away from home is not the worst. Ideally, you want three points, but, you know, I think a loss, it really leaves leaves you with a mountain to climb. Especially, if, you know, we've got to be aiming for second place in this group after Real, haven't we? So, if you want to get second place, if you're zero out of six points... You're going to do it the hard way, aren't you? 
Yeah, but you probably need to do it the hard way, which I think at times could be described as doing it the, the Celtic way. Um, just to bring in a comment here saying that he believes that Shakhtar will go for it massively. Obviously, an emphatic 4-1 victory last week against RB Leipzig. Um, so we need to match that intensity or contain them. Shakhtar will basically clinch second place by beating us because after two games ourselves and Leipzig will be Zilcho. He believes that Real Madrid will beat Leipzig comfortably. Um tomorrow evening. Lawrence, what's your take on that one? Because, you know, Celtic certainly showed that they could match Real Madrid's in- intensity. I do believe Shakhtar will be, you know, gung-ho at Celtic in this game, but it will be a game that, you know, I think last season we, we proved, even in our away form, um, that-, that we could go and match teams, and I think that was something that Ange Postacoglu was keen to stress last week before the Real Madrid game. You know, we went to buy a Leverkusen, ran them very, very close. We beat Ferenc Varos away from home, which was a tough game. Um, and in Betis, you know, with a very poor Celtic side uh, in the grand scheme of things, we ran them very close too. We don't want it to be we ran them very close and didn't get anything, but I think I've probably seen a- enough from performances in Europe last year that could suggest that we could go to, to Shakhtar and definitely pick up a point, if not all three. Listen, you know, we've got, we've got goals in us. We, we scored away from home last season, so we've got goals in us. For me, it is a must... I must win tie if we want to go for second place. You know, draw is not a bad result, but I think really second place, you'd expect Real to beat Leipzig and they end up in six, Leipzig in zero. And if we beat Shakhtar, you're going, well, at least we've played Real, they haven't. You know, we're level pegging with them. We've had their away game against them. For Shakhtar, it's massive. Their manager, yeah, you know, commentator, the reviewer's right, saying, he'll be saying, you know, win this game, we're six points clear, Celtic, Leipzig in zero. It's just about managing it out for them. So I think this is absolutely huge for us. Uh, the team can do it. You know, I, I think Angel get them up. But Shatter have shown, shown they're a decent team beating. You know, with that result against Leipzig. Welsh Fed come back to haunt us. Who knows? Well, there's a name that from the past that I think we'll need to touch on. Um, he scored two goals last week. Again, that victory against Leipzig. And he scored at the weekend. Once again, Marion Shred, we didn't see a lot of them in a Celtic jersey. I think it's only two or three appearances or so. Um, you know, the whole breakdown in there, but with the end of his career at Celtic and, and whatnot. But he is back in his homeland. He's now at Shakhtar Donetsk. He's playing well there. Um, but there will be a, a current crop of the, the team, um, Greg Taylor and whatnot, that have played alongside Shred, so they'll know all about him. But he's definitely one to watch tomorrow night. And we need to contain him just due to his goal scoring form even if it was a player that we didn't know anything about yeah listen he's on form the bits we saw we saw him we didn't see him a lot he looked to have something about him the rumours were he wasn't the best training uh, or at training I think that followed him to his next club and then he had a bit of bust up with the manager and straightened things out he seems to have got his career back on on track but yeah he's someone we need to keep a close eye on I'm, you know I'm sure the and Timo have done their video analysis and, and pinpointed their dangers. But the other, other hand, Andy's style, you know, it's about how are they going to contain us as well. You know, it's about putting him on the back foot to begin with, isn't it? Making him worry about our, our front six and what we'll do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just to bring in Ryan Kelly, he'll be one of his comments. This is our fixtures that are coming up the Champions League. Obviously, that double headers in there with RB Leipzig. It's Shakhtar away first, then we're away to, to Leipzig. Uh, got them then at Celtic Park, home to Shakhtar, and then finishing up with the, the game at the Bernabeu. 
Lawrence, do you think possibly these two next games away to Shakhtar and away to Leipzig could possibly decide our future in the in the group potentially? Yeah, you've you've got to take something from them, especially the Shakhtar game. You know, with Leipzig having nothing, you wouldn't expect them to take anything against Real Madrid. So by the time we come to Leipzig, they could be sitting on zero points. Uh, you know, so could we, right enough? But yeah, it's, it, it is about the next two games. You know, it's, it's a short league, isn't it? Uh, I suppose it's an old cliche. It's always about your next game. But Shakhtar's absolutely huge for us. I, I think we've got to try and win this game. You know, we've got to go for the three points. You take a point, you get the, then get Leipzig away. You know, a, a much, but you know. Good as a point, Leipzig easily able to overtake you. Whereas if you've got the three, it starts to you know Leipzig are playing catch up with you. Even if you get beat with Leipzig away, they're only thrown level. So, yeah, couple of wins would make this group look massively different for us. You know, if we get two wins on the road, yeah, it would make it massively different. Um, and I certainly think there's belief from the fans. You could see that collective last Tuesday evening at the end of the game that we can go and get it. We've got quality players and a team that we know that can go and get it but I think what's going to be important and it'll be something that the manager's emphasising to the players is having a good performance against Real Madrid even though we didn't get anything from the game a good performance against Real Madrid isn't going to translate into this game against Shakhtar Donetsk that we think because we've played Real Madrid already had a good performance that we can replicate that that's going to be a very tough game Yeah, you're going to have to put the work in again you know, and tells them you know, we don't stop so when that whistle goes you know, you've got it all to do again it's all right, you know, you've built, you know, a, a decent game against Real Madrid and people think, you know, f- they perform well. But it, it really means nothing once the whistle goes. That, you know, it's about the 11 versus the 11. And I think it's a massive for us and, and we really need to take something from us if we, we want to qualify from this group. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so just in terms of lineup selection dilemmas, do, do you think there are? Any, do you think we could see any possible introductions? I know somebody mentioned Taksabanovic in the comments here. I think you might get a wee bit more minutes tomorrow night, but I think it'll be mainly the same side that, that played against Real Madrid. I think Kyogo might come in at the team, um, and I also could possibly agree on that one with, with Daisy Maeda. Yeah, I think Kyogo Maeda will work better. So I think if Kyogo starts, it's Maeda for Abada. If Yakimaka starts, I'll probably leave Abada in. Yeah, Haksabanovic, I thought he looked great against Madrid. Uh, you know, in the Anytime I've seen him, he's not had a lot of minutes. I th- think he's looked a player. Uh, but how fit he is uh, and how up to speed with our, our style he is, I don't know. So hopefully he gets a, a few more minutes. You know, But I, I don't see him starting. But yeah, I, I think he'll come off the bench at some point. Yeah, um, we'll soon see about that one. In terms of that result last week, Lawrence, I, I think... That was probably more my worry when I came out of Celtic Park and I had a look at my phone and I seen that RB Leipzig had been beaten at home 4-1 by Shakhtar Donetsk. Donetsk probably caught Leipzig at a good time. They they, they hadn't been in great form. Obviously, their, their manager, uh, Tedesco, lost his job after that. They've brought in former RB Salzburg manager, Marco Rose, who we, who we know all about. You know We've had him at Celtic Park before. Um, he's managed Borussia Dortmund. He's managed uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach in, in Germany. One of our Axiom contributors, David Slate, someone who uh, follows Borussia Mönchengladbach. He doesn't rate Marco Rose too much. I know it was a good victory for them at the weekend. He beat Dortmund 3-0. Um, but of course, Mar- Marco Rose was the manager um, in the Europa League last season that Dortmund side succumbed to a Scottish team so 
his record isn't the best in Europe. He suits the, the bill at Leipzigy. He's from there. Um, but I, I think possibly, you know, it'll be interesting to see who the Nets do tomorrow night too because they obviously faced a team that were in a bit of a state before they played them. Um, and, you know, after Leipzig got the equaliser, they, they tore them apart very quickly. But it's going to be interesting to see how they uh, go into this game tomorrow night because maybe just last week they caught Leipzig at the right time. Well, listen, they're going to get in full of confidence, aren't they? Uh, and, and they know this is huge for them. If, you know, six points out of the first two games, it, it, it would put them in a really strong position. They're at home, is I, I think they'll be going for it. You know, they'll be thinking if we get the six points, we'll qualify from the group because it's a long way to go. You know, Leipzig have still got to go there. I, I think they'd be confident they're going through in second place if they get six points. So, yeah, I think that it's going to be a fairly open game with both teams going for it. Yeah, it'll be one that I'm looking actually forward to to watching tomorrow. There's going to there's a good contingent of Celtic fans headed over to Warsaw. Um, obviously, it's going to be played in Leeds Green due to the, the situation um, in Ukraine at this point in time. But there seems to be a a real good uptake from the Ukrainians who have already settled in Poland and also Polish fans going along to this game. Um, do you think there's any sort of advantage for Celtic and it's going to be played in a what you would deem a, a neutral ground? Obviously, Shakhtar are going to be using Lidja's ground for the next three games, but do you think there's any positive for, for Celtic that this you know isn't Shakhtar's own patch? Nah, it's, it's still an away game for us, isn't it? You know, uh, so I, I don't think there's any benefit from us. Yeah, we're still playing an away game, so yeah, I, I don't think there's anything advantageous to us about it not being in the Ukraine as you know because of the situation there uh, but I think you know away you touched on it we've done it last season you know we, we showed in patches that we can compete we score goals away we just need to translate that into 90 minutes and I suppose that was a problem last last week you know it was a maybe a 55 minute performance we really need a 90 minute performance in Europe yeah, we, we certainly do need a 90-minute performance in Europe. And again, it's, it's something that I touched on earlier when I was talking about Celtic in the Europa League last season. You know, we can look at Leverkusen away from home and Betis away from home and saying, yeah, but they had a really great performance. We ran them close, but it's translating that kind of performance into points for Celtic, which is something that we, we, we need. And, you know, looking at this group at this point in time, take Real Madrid out the equation. Many would have said this was Celtic's probably best chance uh, getting anywhere near uh, second spot. If you look at, you know, groups in previous years, Lawrence, um, to, to take our last two Champions League groups when you had Bayern Munich and PSG in one of them and you had Manchester City and Barcelona in one of them, this is probably one that you looked at, even though they're all great teams. Um, and you thought, yeah, Celtic could probably really have a good go at Shakhtar and, and RB Leipzig. Well, if you looked at your away games, you were going to go, what's the easiest one? Shakhtar, Leipzig or Real? You'd probably say, Shakhtar, wouldn't you? Well, before they destroyed Leipzig, but uh, you probably said Shakhtar. That's where we want to be going for three points. Because you need to pick up points on the road. Leipzig, you'd be going, you know, we'd be happy with a draw there. And we play Real in the last game. Hopefully Real will have qualified. And, you know, we maybe sneak something over there if they've already qualified. But, yeah, I, I think you would have looked and said Shakhtar. That's where we'll, we'll pick up points on the road. Tomorrow night will tell, but you know, I, I think the team's got it in them. We've definitely got you know goals on the road. We just need a ninety-minute performance in Europe. 
Yeah, I think we do. And, you know, I think the team would take a great confidence if, if we do get that. Um, I, there's a few people asking um, in the, the, the comments about Celtic's ticket allocation. I know it was released by Celtic. I think they try and, and get it up. But there is a good few going. But I think there was an expectancy, possibly, Lawrence, that because... Um, it, it wasn't being played in Ukraine that Celtic might have received a higher amount of tickets but the uptake um, from, from Polish fans and uh, Ukrainians that have already settled in in, in Poland uh, since the outbreak of a war in Ukraine um, has been really really positive from their perspective so Celtic are only getting the, the small away end which obviously we were in um, for Arthur Boric's uh, tribute match, whatever you want to call it um, only a few months ago so as I say they've played in already in our pre-season um, so that's a positive if you want to take that good into it. Um, but we'll see how we get on tomorrow, right? I think it's going to be a really, really tough game. I think everybody kind of reflects that in the comments at this point in time. But but we'll see how we go. Um, we've got one of the trickiest games out of the way. Um, I think it kind of suited us to have that Madrid game possibly at the start of the group and then at the last uh, game in the group because I think everybody would be hoping that Madrid go through by then. It's going to be between now and then that I think decides Celtic's uh, outcome in this group. And we'll just see how we get on um, but yeah hopefully we can go and do it I think I'd be quite happy as long as we just don't lose the game tomorrow night yeah but I don't think we can afford to lose it it would just leave you with an absolute mountain to climb I think you know between now and the next Madrid game if you take 10 points from it you would be, be hopeful of going through wouldn't you yeah no, you absolutely would be. Just get it up here. Celtic's allocation for uh, Shakhtar away is just over 1,500 tickets. The club received 1,550 tickets. So that end will be full. Um, Celtic will be getting back to the hill and hopefully we can cheer the, all the people over there can cheer on the boys um, to a good result. So we'll see how we get on. Um, Lawrence, some strange news you you could say yesterday. Tom Rodic, um now a, a West Bromwich Albion player. There's been a lot obviously going and it around, uh, you know, different circles about he was going to quit football, that the, the player wanted to move back to Australia and, and whatnot. I know that there was a link with, with West Brom about a week or so ago. And yesterday there he is involved in the, the baggies jersey. What, what was your initial thoughts in, in that move? Yeah, I was absolutely shocked. You know, you know, I thought he'd at least got a Premiership team interested in him after his season last, last year, if he was staying in the UK. You know, the, the rumours were strong that he wanted to be closer to Australia. Is Birmingham really that much closer? I don't know. It's, I, I just find it strange. But he's got the World Cup coming up, hasn't he? And he, he probably needs to get his match fitness. Um, I'm just surprised that it wasn't a Premiership team. I'm surprised the level he's went in it. I think we'll see how it, it pans out. You know, I'm not going to sit down and watch West Brom's games, but, you know, I'll keep an eye out and see if, if Roger gets a goal or whatever, but yeah, I'm surprised that there wasn't a bigger team come in for him. Or maybe, maybe there was, and he's knocked him back. Who knows? It, it was. I think it's strange just the way Roger chose to leave. You know, we we had the option of of a year, and we, we didn't take it up, and he's left in a, a free and stayed in the UK. It's a bit of strange one altogether. Yeah, he spoke about you know reflecting. I think in his career up until now uh, and whatnot, and it is a bit of a strange one. I think he has said. In his interview yesterday, that he knocked back um, teams from Indonesia and the A League, so there was a chance there, obviously, to go back to Australia. But he's uh, opted for for West Brom. Do you think that's possibly a bit of thinking in this Lawrence from the perspective that Australia's obviously got this World Cup coming up in November? Um, 
if he does want to be a part of the plans there for the World Cup, I know he missed a playoff game out against Peru. Um, that you know he's going to need to get himself up to speed. And I'm sure if he's had any conversations with Graham Arnold, that's been something that's been he's been told. You know, you need to find yourself a club and be playing football. Yeah, it, it wants to be a top of the game for what, what just about almost certainly be his last World Cup should he go there. So it want to be at the top of his game, and he's only going to get there by maybe playing regularly. So. Yeah, I'm just surprised that it's it's West Brom and it's not at a higher level. But you know, good luck to him. You know, he was a great servant for us. G- gave us some outstanding memories. But you know, we move on. You know, we don't stop. It's all about the team tomorrow, isn't it? And the players that are still here. Yeah, no, absolutely. It is all about the team tomorrow and then focusing on the wins that are still here. I just found it was a bit of a strange one. But yeah, I'm sure everybody wishes them all the best. Uh, down south, we'll see how we get on. Um, it's a bit yeah, a move. I think that did surprise us all, but we'll see how that one gets on. Um, just to give this a wee mention, we want to give uh, as many mentions to different events that are coming up as possible. You will see in the link, um, Axom Live, which will be coming to you in twenty twenty three. Um, we only Axom contributors only found out about this yesterday, uh, Lawrence, but. Yep, 20th of January 2023, put the date in your diary, there will be an Axon Live event, should become a regular event um, in Gracie's, just in the Merchant City there, uh, where we will be joined by a Celtic legend. Guest is not confirmed as of yet, there is a wee bit of description in the, just below the video, you'll see the link there, £15 a ticket, Um and it is an event like no other, um, so it should be completely different from the norm, so please do check that out. If you are one of our listeners, um, I think there will also be an opportunity there for you to get a meet and greet with the players, so that'll be something to look forward to, Lawrence. Um, again, I think you want to give us a, a wee uh, nudge towards something else as well? Yeah, Paradise Promotions, I've got Martin O'Neill uh, at the end of this month, up at Dale Park, Nicky Hood's place, so it's a, a brunch and a chat with Martin O'Neill. There'll be a raffle and an auction uh, for local charities and the Kano Foundation. And I suppose then there's the, in October, there's Bertie's charity, isn't there? Yep, 22nd of October down in the BAD, the, the Barras Art and Design Centre. Um, there's a few musical acts on down there, which is a charity night to raise funds for the Bertie Old Legacy. So you can check that one out. They're all there. There's plenty to be getting along to. Obviously, we had that lull of events um, through COVID and whatnot, but things start to pick back up now. Um, former selves, bands, musicians, all the rest are out there, so get yourself along if you can. So, Lawrence, I know you want to turn towards a wee bit of Celtic history, just due to the situation that we find ourselves in. We don't have a game at the weekend to talk about. Um, if we were on on Thursday or Friday, we'd obviously have the, the Shakhtar game to reflect upon but I think you want to talk about a famous Celtic Cup victory um, from the early 1950s oh, maybe a few mate uh, famous one off tournament videos. but we are the, the current holders of the, the Coronation Cup uh, which you know I, I think we won one back in was it 1902 or something the British League Cup but it was deemed the Coronation Cup there was Coronation or some I don't know whatever Supposed king there was at that time, and then there was a uh, obviously fifty three. Celtic only put in as the current because we'd won the Empire Exhibition Cup. Not the best of teams. Jock Steen at centre half, nearly mocking in the team, and yeah, 
the surprise winners of the tournament. That what a tournament, mate! There was Hibs famous five, so Manchester Arsenal. Who else was in it? Obviously the original Rangers, Newcastle United, Spurs, uh, and Aberdeen. Newcastle just done yeah. a cup double, hadn't they? Yep, they sure, they sure had. Um, they won the FA Cup back to back. But yeah, it's about it's one to reflect on. Obviously, we know Celtic's great history. We won off cups, um, but this is one that. I think has a you know a slight irony to it that, that Celtic would would win um, the cup of coronation for the, the then uh, Queen Elizabeth II, um, and the, the only reason Celtic actually entered the tournament, as you touched on, we were, were talking about this just before we came on, Lawrence, was because Celtic had previously won the the Empire Exhibition Cup nineteen thirty eight. Yeah, so we previously won that thirty eight with pretty decent. Celtic team and we'd won obviously we touched on the British League Cup in 1902 which was the previous suppose British Championship so I suppose winning the Coronation Cup made it 3 out of 3 and we quickly followed, quickly followed it up what was it 89 or something with the Dubai Cup against Liverpool so four supposed British Championships all won by Celtic can't be coincidence can it but yeah you know it wasn't the best of teams getting into the Coronation Cup was it Tully was injured, wasn't he? As well, he was injured for yep. the final. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know it's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. It's the Marketer's Report. This week, Patrizia Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on the difficult task of building and retaining consumer trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. The best thing for us to do is to build a relationship with our consumers. And if those consumers have a relationship with the DJs that are on air, then we want to build on that. House of the Dragon, which was one of our most successful, if not the most successful campaign we've ever done for a show, audio was a core part of that. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. Not just a media company, iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. But it's, one, it's an interesting one, and I also find it really fascinating that, that John Fallon was actually at that 1953 game. I think the only cup... He never seen Celtic one. It was a St Mungo Cup. He was there in uh, 53. He was there for the 7-1 game, obviously, on the bench in Lisbon. So quite something. But but yeah, um, to look at the quarterfinals for that, I don't think anybody gave Celtic a, a hope in hell against Arsenal, um, who had won the league in England that year. But we absolutely blew them away. Won the game 1-0. And then it was Manchester United. Uh, and the the semi-finals which Celtic won the game 2-1 so right away Celtic had swept two aside um, from England very very early on in the the competition Yeah and then uh, Hibs in the final their famous five forward line uh, mm. and, and Celtic without their star man but obviously nearly mocking I think scored for 35 yards to, to put his one up didn't he? Well it depends and 
what, what you believe because if, if you watch the, the documentary that Paul John did on Neely um, every Celtic player talks about you know cup finals or what not Neely would have them out in the park at Hamden and the, the distance from goal was getting greater and greater every single time uh, you went out there and Big Fallon said I think one of the last times we went there with Neely um, he'd scored for the halfway line in the game um, an absolute rocket but yeah to, to, for Celtic to to beat Hibs in that final. I think Jimmy Bolt was the other goal scorer for Hibs in that day, but it's one that, you know, I think, as I say, it's very ironic that we won the tournament and that Celtic, you know, became Coronation Cup winners then. Yeah, Jock Steen played there eh? uh, at centre-half, Johnny Bonner and goals. But I suppose we won the, the, the original Coronation Cup or British League Cup or two. You've won the Empire Exhibition and, you know, you've won this the 53 Coronation Cup, maybe just showing them how it's done, you know. It's perhaps not the, the two teams they expected in the final, Hibs and Celtic, but yeah, it's, it's just one of those fairy tales about Celtic, you know, one-off tournaments, uh, not the best Celtic team, but beat the best that, was it the best that Lizzie could send up? Yeah, I think that's what the, the bit in the, the, the song says, so so yeah, there we are. Before we be touching that one, I don't know if that will be a cup Celtic will need to defend. I don't know what the circumstances around that will, will be now. Um, but I think it was one that we wanted to to just give a mention to. If we if we do have to defend it and we win it, do we get to keep it for good then? Because that would be, you know, o two, fifty three, and and again that would be three wins. Yeah, well, you never know. Um, in that that original trophy, apparently we should be. There's a club wants it back, isn't there? From the nineteen oh two, I think so. Um, but I don't think they'll be getting it back anytime soon. Well, you um, can't give it back; they're dead, mate. Well, I I you know, maybe have to go to their creditors. It depends on uh, what you believe who wants it back and, and who won uh, things through ward years and all this stuff. But, but we wanted to give that a wee nudge towards that 1953 Coronation Cup win um, that, that Celtic did famously uh, win. I know there'll be much coverage uh, on your televisions at this point in time regards to um, royal events in the UK at this point in time, but we thought we'd give a, a wee Celtic twist. Um, BBC Scotland. May do a programme about the Coronation Cup, you know, retrospective on it. Yeah, you never know. That'd be quite good. It'd be good to sit down and watch it. Um, for the last half hour, Lawrence, I want to come to um, the good news yesterday that football was going to return for, for this weekend. Um, that, that, I think that was really welcome. And I think there probably was a wee bit of worry that, again, football was possibly going to be postponed. I know that there's Europa League fixtures being postponed due to policing. Um, Champions League fixture in Glasgow tonight postponed duty policing and whatnot. But I think it was really welcome news that that football was going to come back for this weekend for Celtic to get back to to league duty. Yeah, one of the few sports that you know was postponed, and yeah, it, if people want to pay their respects, that's fine. But it just seemed to kind of punish a whole load of people by withdrawing the football. But I suppose it's up to the authorities what sports go ahead and don't. So glad to see it back on, you know, and it's hopefully, you know, we beat Shakhtar uh, and we continue a good form in it, into the game at the weekend. Yeah, hopefully we, we will do. Um, 
you know, as I said earlier, I think having Livingston as a caveat would have really, really helped Celtic. It would have just helped us just the cobwebs off if there was any coming off the back of that Real Madrid game. But it's given us well over a week to prepare for it now, um, which I don't know if it's a, a good thing or a bad thing. I asked Matt O'Reilly last week in his presser, did it suit, you know, Celtic more having, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday into the weekend games? You know, he spoke about the size of our squad at this point in time, and that being something that probably did benefit the team. It allowed for rotation to happen, it allowed players to get minutes uh, under their, their belt. But we've not had that, Lawrence. You know, having you know seven days fully off after the game, do you, do you think that's going to help Celtic? Even though we'd have much preferred having a game on at the weekend against Livingston. I think the first few league games, I don't really think we get a first gear, although we we won them easily, and I think. Two games a week, certainly against Real, we raised their game. I think they'd started to kind of step up the levels. So I'd rather seen us play and keep the, the two games a week up and, and get the team right up to speed. That being said, uh, you know, it's something on the way. You'd fully expect to take the points whether you've got one or two games, wouldn't you? You'd expect just to take the points. So I'd rather be playing two games, but, you know... Shakhtar's the big one, you know, beat Shakhtar, we'll, the team will be on a high. Yeah. We've just got to keep up the good form. It's not long until the World Cup kicks off, so it's just get the points in the bag. N- nothing's won this early, but, you know, if you win all your games up, up until then, you put yourself in a good position. So, for me, yeah, rather two games a week, but we've only had one, so we've got Shakhtar to get back up to speed, to hopefully get a decent performance, and then it's back for Sunday. Yeah, it's back for Sunday. Um, one of the points coming in here is a, a regular Tuesday contributor coming in to say they've preferred the living game to be on rather than the rest. Momentum critical in sport, absolutely. And I think Lawrence, as I, I said there, my biggest fear was that Real Madrid could have potentially been Celtic's last game in September leading into the beginning of October, which is a long time not to be playing football. Um, because obviously we're getting an international break now, so I think it was really, really important that we, we had the game um, at the weekend coming, uh, given the green light, because, you know, I think for me, there was a wee bit of fear that had it been cancelled, it's a hell of a long time to not be playing domestic or European football. Yeah, they've been a long way off, especially, you know, although I don't think up until maybe the Real game, we really get a first gear. It it does take the momentum away, doesn't it? Especially when you're putting in the ones. Yeah. So, hopefully, you know, I win tomorrow, I win at the weekend, and it just continues where we were before the Real game. It'd be better to play Levy, but then again, I think Martin Dale always, you know, makes his team hard to beat for us. And I think he's maybe ten more points off us than Stevie Roberts Robertson has. So maybe it's good to get something. But you'd expect to take these points in the road, and you? you just want to see us do that. Keep the pressure on at the top of the league. If we keep winning, it keeps the pressure on. Yeah, it certainly will keep the pressure on. It's one that I think we'll be looking forward to again. It's going to be disappointing that Celtic's got an allocation cut for this game going forward. I think there's been enough said probably around um, the the cut and allocation going into this game at St Murn um, and the club having this thirty pound thing for for fans to play. But it will be good to get back to uh, domestic duties after this. But having this game. No. You know, it's St. Mern Centre fans will we'll cut the allocation, but are you just going to step in? And, and I'd like to know the uptake of St. Mern fans step, step, step in and make up that shortfall of cash. 
you know, because they were saying, you know, would you help us? Would you put some money in to make up for the for the money we're losing by restricting this? No, absolutely. I found that a bit of a strange one myself as well, uh, Lawrence. But you know, if that's the thing they want to pursue and they think it's going to be a positive going forward for them, fair enough. Um, but we'll see what the uptakes like in Paisley um, on Sunday, where the the home end stands are full. I don't expect them to be full, um, but but we'll soon see uh, what what it's like. Um, j- just in terms of you know looking forward, just a wee bit to the weekend do you expect there to be too many changes after you know the the game in midweek because as I say there's the potential for, for players not to be given too much football um, up until the beginning of October I think that's a home game against Mullable or something at Celtic Park obviously we're looking forward um, a, a good bit there but you know do, do you see that Ange might use the, the squad in these two games just because having that we lull off I think he might use it against St. Nun. Obviously, depending on how things go and who's fit after tomorrow night, I think you might see a few changes for, yeah, you know, away to New St. Nun Park. It'd be good to see, you know, Haksavanovic maybe get a start if he gets a few more minutes against Shakhtar. I think he's a player everybody's excited to see, isn't he? Yeah, so maybe seeing him get a start. But it's going to depend what happens tomorrow night. But I, I think this season with the Champions League to contend with and a real chance of a qualifying second place, we will see him utilise the squad. But you know, we done it away at Ross, Ross County, didn't he? He, he utilised the squad. You know, Pretty it wasn't the league, but it didn't seem to have any adverse effects. So you, you may see him try it away at St Murn as well. Yeah, well, you might see him try it away at St Murn. Um I think it just depends. I don't know if, you know, it just but we're in a situation here which we just haven't really found ourselves, you know, ever in too regularly. Um, having football called off at the weekend of it was something we experienced in COVID times and whatnot, but we're into, you know, the middle of September now. But I think having this Champions League game might just be the, the right kind of fixture for Celtic coming back off after the weekend off. Obviously, same competition that we played in last week. Different opposition. Yes, we're away from home this time, but Shakhtar might just be the, the, the type of team that, that might suit us um, because... There's different angles coming at this from people in the comments. They think that Shakhtar will be quite happy to sit and just play Celtic in the break. Um, they'll obviously have the advantage of playing a game at the weekend, but Celtic, again, have had a lot of time often to prepare for this game, so you'd expect Celtic going into this game in really, really good shape. Listen, if Shakhtar sit in, I think Andrew will be over the minute if they decide to sit, sit in and, and let us have the ball and, uh, and attack them. I think Andrew's team is built for that, you know, creating chances. And it's just about a bit, being a bit more clinical. If we'd been more clinical against Real Madrid, you know, you've got a badder, you've got Meda, could hardly have been 2 0 up. You know, if we'd got the first goal with a badder, it gives the team something to hold on to. So it's it's about being a bit more clinical at this level. Maybe a bit of harsh lesson against Real, but hopefully the boys have learnt and we do get chances and take them this time. Uh, but I'd certainly welcome it if uh, Shakhtar decided to, to sit in and just let us, you know, no come on to them. Because we're used to that style of playing Scotland, aren't we? We're used to teams sitting in. It's not something we haven't faced. We're a bit less used to teams actually wanting to come out and attack us. Yeah, well, it's something that, as you say, we're definitely used to in Scottish football. But if Shakhtar do start to leave gaps, that's when you're hoping that Celtic can start to open them up a wee bit. Um, a question coming here from Kevin Gaiman. That's a really good point to actually make here. Um, one of probably the parts of the game where we are 
Shakhtar will be looking to, to get in the front group of Celtic is going to be down their left hand side um, now Mudrich had a very good game for, for Ukraine against Scotland if I remember back um, at the end of May start of June whenever that game was he's going to be up against Josip Juranovic um, down that flank do you think that's potentially somewhere that Celtic will need to be very very well focused and making sure that we stop his play obviously he scored last week as well against Leipzig yeah, the style we play, we were really looking for a full-back to be on the game. You know, he's the star of the team. You've got to try and nullify him, haven't you? Or, or watch him, make sure he doesn't get chances, you know, limit the chances they get. So it will be interesting to watch. But I think, you know, Juranovic has shown he can do it at a high level. So I'd expect him to, to perform well. Uh, I think for our team, it's really about how we perform in front of goal. It's about taking our chances. Maybe not so much about... You know, it is about limiting them, but it's really more about our performances taking our chances. And the layoff for Kyogo, hopefully, he's, you know, he's fully recovered for his injury and he adds a bit. I think we'll start him. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to watch and, and what they do. But I think Angie's style is more about making it about what we do, isn't it? You know, how we take our chances, how many we create. So, we'll see. Yeah, um, we're getting a lot of different takes coming in here in Shakhtar which is great please do keep them coming one thing that's came up in the comments here Lawrence is when we were discussing Abada and Maeda earlier on we were obviously talking about their, their attacking um, ability but something coming in here uh, from the comments is that he would play Maeda and uh, on that side obviously you've got that versatility be- between him and Jota that the two of them can switch to double up to, to stop him running forward do you think that might also be something that Ange Postecoglou considers going into this game yeah, but listen, we saw made a switch over the way at Ibrooks there another year to help uh, Jura out when he wasn't having the best of starts in the game. So, yeah, I think Mayda offers more defensively than Yota does. So, if you, if you think they're going to come more down that side, it's an easy change for us to make that doesn't disrupt the team too much, does it? You know, we know Yota's good coming in from the left and, and switching it to his right foot. Yeah, so, yeah, you could expect to see it. I don't know about from the start. I think we'll maybe see how that's, how Juranovic gets on before making the switch. Because you can make it during the game. You know, it's, it's not a huge change to make. We may made it at Ibrooks during the game after, what, 15, 20 minutes or something. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Yeah, that's correct. I think it's something that, that gives us a, a, probably a bit more versatility in the game. Obviously, um, with that, you know, that, that comment in there, we know all about this boy in terms of his pace and, and everything he's got there. You might be looking for, for that idea of doubling up on him to halt him. Um, something else coming in, talking about Shakhtar at this point in time, is that they defended very well too last week and obviously they conceded but they then started to pick Leipzig 
uh, apart and that has been something that, that, that Steve has highlighted in the, the comments Lawrence that they were excellent in the counter attack but I think Celtic even although you know we were if you want to say caught out against Real Madrid we were up against top top quality in the counter attack and I think that's one of the biggest things that Celtic need to improve on and work on on European football is that focus and you know if we are attacking forward and lose the ball it's getting back in numbers and defending properly yeah, listen, most teams in, in Scotland try to hit us on the counter-attack. It, I don't think Shakhtar are the level of most teams in Scotland. I think they're, they're above it, but you know they're not the level of Real Madrid. They're somewhere kind of in the middle. If we if we can get an early goal, you know, first 15, 20 minutes, you might see us bring on Moy, switch to a double pivot, just to, to kind of soak that up. It'll be interesting to see if we get an early goal, fans then decide to, to change it a bit, just to kind of nullify it their attacker makes us a bit more solid. Yeah, we'll soon see. Um, just to bring in this comment, I think from, from Paul in the background, um, he wants to thank everyone who's already purchased their tickets for Gracie's. Um, like Paul, I think we're all really looking forward to meeting some Axon viewers. It's always nice um, to meet folk at events and at, at games and whatnot. So yeah, it's an, an event to be excited about um, and we'll see... Uh, we're Celtic at that come January 2023 hopefully we've got European football and you never even know Champions League football after Christmas um, by that point just to come on in this one Lawrence I know it was something that we spoke earlier on about the games going forward um, Kevin's also asked who do you think's under the most pressure going into this game Celtic or Shakhtar um, but what is your thoughts on this one because I think for Shakhtar obviously they've got one group, one win in the group. Sorry, um, so far good victory. As I say, I, whether they they caught Leipzig at a good time, I think will be revealed tomorrow night. But with them, um, but do do you think with this being the first game that there's maybe a wee bit of expectancy also on them because you know there'll be a real collective spirit behind them in the stadium tomorrow evening, and they'll be hoping that the, the, the format of teams and I think they're second in the league at this point in Ukraine, um, that they can produce against Celtic. So I think both teams, you know, had sat down when the draw was made and the fixtures were announced. Celtic looked at their first two fixtures and said, well, look, maybe not take it for Real, but they'd hoped to, to win in the road against Shakhtar. They'd hoped to be in three points. And and Shakhtar's maybe looked at it and went, maybe not take it for Leipzig. But, you know, we'll hopefully win against Celtic at home and, and be in three points. They're already getting into the game in three points. I, I would say they're probably under... Less pressure, you know, they're ahead of where we expect to be. We're probably where we expected to be, but I'd say they're under less pressure because they've already got points on the board. You know, uh, the, and it is a must, a must win game for us. I don't think it's a must win game for them. If they take a point here, you know, they're in four, we're in one, you'd expect Leipzig to get beat. I think they'd be happy with a point. Yeah, I think they probably would be happy with a point and, you know, with no disrespect to ourselves, it's probably the team that the other groups in, are looking at thinking, you know, we'll have a good go against them just because, you know, the mentality of it is that Celtic's been out of Champions League for for so long and they'll think that, you know, we'll be the team that they can pick points up against. But I think what's a really important point to make in this um, is coming here from, from Jerry McCann in the comments is that he doesn't think Ange will set the team up to worry about them he'll set this team up to win the game and I think they will be worried about us we know that's the, the mentality of Ange Postecoglou Lawrence we won't be going over here to just play for a draw 
Um, even though you and I are saying, you know, we'd probably be quite happy as long as we don't win the game. I think the full intention from Ange Postacoglu and the team at this point will be to go and win the game tomorrow night, which would be, you know, brilliant if we could go and get the three points in, uh, in Warsaw. It would really set as well up for the, the group, I think, especially for that back-to-back doubleheader against Leipzig if they get beat tomorrow night by Real Madrid. Listen, Shakhtar will have watched videos of our you know, last two games, they'll know us intimately and they'll, they'll know that we're out to attack. They'll have seen us do it against Scotland's newest team. They've seen us do it against, you know, arguably the world's most successful team. So they know what style they're going to face. You know, I, I think Andrew's kind of, you, you know, you watch the press conferences and you kind of see him getting a wee bit fed up, you know, of the questions, are you going to change your style? Are you going to adapt? And he's just like, no, this is my style. This is my system. This is, this is what I do. So, yeah, we're definitely going to get out to attack and to win the game. And Shakhtar, as I said, I think they would be happy with a point. You know, they would be happier than us with a point. Uh, so I think they're under less pressure. But it is about taking our chances, as Rory says. You know, if we'd taken our chances against Real, you know, you'd have been one up at half time. It's, it would have been a different game. It would have given the team something to hold on to, given them a bit more energy. But we need to convert those chances into goals, don't we? And we really need to do it tomorrow night. I think, you know, if we want to qualify... We need to win in the road tomorrow. Yeah, I think I might just agree with you in that one, Lawrence. I think obviously there's going to be a lot of games to play. I don't think Celtic can afford to to lose in, in Poland tomorrow night, but it's one that we're going to need to look at. And again, I think there will be lessons learned from last week, and it'll be something that Ange Postacoglu, you could see how gutted he was last week after how much we'd given in that game against Real Madrid. And that'll be something I think that'll be probably at the back of some of the Celtic players' minds is that they need to take those chances and, and bury the game and go there. You know, I think as Jerry said it in that comment that he put in there, we will look to win the game, but it's about taking the chances and we really need to do that tomorrow night. Yeah, it was probably a harsh lesson. Was it a 3-0 game? Well, they scored three goals, we didn't score any, but, you know, on chances created, we should probably have, you know, had a couple of goals there. So it's it's what happens when you step up on levels, isn't it? You know, you don't get as many chances and you've got to convert the ones that, that you get. Or you've got to con- convert a higher percentage of them. We've touched on it. We've we done it last year in the Europa. We scored away from home. So I don't see any reason why we can't score away uh, tomorrow. So Yeah, but, that, but that's something that you've got, as I said, at the top of the trailer, you know, we scored uh, at least two goals in every single group stage game last year. I know loads of folk will go back to Bodo Glimpton looking at that game. Ange Postacoglu has admitted that by the time we went to, to Norway, he'd basically you know, said that this game wasn't going to be uh, the priority for the team. All was all eyes towards the league title. Um, and we you know, basically chucked it to give it a, want it a better expression. But certainly group stage games last year, we could score against any team. Um, and the group, we scored a minimum of at least two goals. And there's no reason why tomorrow night we can't score goals, something that we'll be disappointed about we didn't do against Real Madrid, but we can certainly put that to bed when we go to, to Warsaw tomorrow night. Yeah, you know, that. I think the whole team will be feeling, you know, if we'd just taken our chances. They're going out with a... They know it's probably a miss win. You know, they'll have an ambition in that group to qualify from it. You know, they're not daft. They'll say, look, we need to win this. We need to take our chances. I think maybe there was a wee bit of stage fright. It's Real Madrid with some of the players. I don't think you're going to get that stage fright against Shakhtar. You know, no, I don't think MD grows up dreaming of playing against Shakhtar. You know, they may go, 
grow up dream of playing against Real or even like Calm said, you know, he was asked, Who do you want to draw? He didn't say, oh, I'd love to draw Shakhtar. It was like, I'd love to draw Real Madrid. So I don't think Shakhtar hold the same fear factor, which will hopefully be in our favour, you know, they'll get rid of any stage fright. And yeah, it's about creating chances and, and, and taking them when we create them. Yeah, it might just be that kind of perfect type of game. Um, one of the comments here coming in and saying, let's hope by the end of it, it's not a game of what ifs for Celtic. We, we certainly don't want that. As you say, Lawrence, there might have just been, you know, for a lot of players, I think but it's easy to forget, apart from Callum McGregor um, and guys like Anthony Ralston and James Forrest in the group, you know, it was a fresh team that hadn't played Champions League football for Celtic. I know Joe Hart's played Champions League for, for Manchester City, but, you know, it was a fresh group and maybe just that, that type of game starting the group off with, with everything surrounding it there was a wee bit of nerves a wee bit of tension going into tomorrow night hopefully that's lifted and having such a, a long lull off it has allowed Celtic to prepare thoroughly and properly for this game which I'm sure we do we've had a lot more time to do that going into it um, and as I said earlier on I'm really hoping that we can probably actually go to Poland and win the game tomorrow night Yeah with that time off we've certainly had enough time to study Shakhtar without you know the game at the weekend Hopefully that's what we've been using it, getting the videos in, identifying where weaknesses and where we can capitalise. So, yeah, I don't think they'll hold the same fear as or all factor as Real Madrid happened. You know, a lot of the players have got that first game out of the way now. They know what what kind of level they need to hit. So, yeah, I'd expect us to take something. It'd be interesting. I think Starfield's out. It'll be Jens, won't it, at the start? Yeah, I think Starfield's still out with a knee injury at this point in time, so it'll be Moritz Jens still in there, who, by the way, I thought played very well last week. I know, again, you look at it, we conceded three goals, but I thought that the big man was absolutely rock solid at the back. Yeah, I think it gives us a better balance at the back. It looks decent, you know, as an attacking option for any corners we get. So, yeah, I thought he did a good game. Uh, so, looking forward to see how he performs. And he's a guy that had to be short of minutes, you know, and Mark Sharpness when he came to us. So I think he's getting better the more he plays. So, yeah, we've got to go there and aim to take the points. But time will tell what happens. Yeah, time will tell um, what happens in the game. We're obviously drawing to a close. If anybody's didn't join us um, just at the start of the broadcast, we did mention an Axon Live event in January 2023. If you look in the description below the video, the link is there to purchase tickets. Um and that will be a live event in Gracie's in Merchant City. Um, and come along, it's £15 for the tickets. I think there is an option there possibly for a meet and greet ticket too. And it will be an event like no other. Um, so it will be different from the norm. It's something that we're all looking forward to. So if you fancy that, the in the comments below is the link to go on and buy the tickets. So, so please do so. Lawrence, we, we touched earlier on, you know, Striking options, what not? What is your team going into tomorrow night compared to the, the team that faced Real Madrid last week at Celtic Park? Joe Hart, Juranovic, Kamakata Vickers, Jens Taylor. It's that Kalmak. I don't think we can drop Rio after his performance. I don't think we'll, we'll see the double pivot start the game. Uh, leave Mark O'Reilly in. And I'd probably start, I think Yota definitely starts, and I would go with Kyogo and Maeda as a start. Yeah, I'd actually agree. I think that might be one of the, the first times you and I have agreed in a, a whole start eleven. But yeah, I think Kyogo, that was something I think against Fenich Varos last year. And this might be the baby might end up comparing the, these two games against Shakhtar. I'm looking at the team that probably Celtic are closest to 
in terms of what we've got on paper and hoping to get, you know, six points against something Anne said in that presser, you know, nine points. If you come out of this group with nine points, you'll be absolutely delighted. And I think if you come out of this group with nine points, you're probably throughout the last 16 of the tournament. But before it's Vados last year, Lawrence, the front three that we played over there, Jota, Abada, Kyogo, we saw their real firepower in that game over there in, in Ferenc Varos. I think that's something that we might be looking to to do tomorrow night. And that's just that ball in behind. Jacko doesn't give you, he gives you your physical strength, he gives you a really strong runner that will battle and, and be in the, the penalty box when you get chances. But I just think that we splitting ball in behind, if we do get it right, it creates chances for Celtic. Yeah, definitely. I, I think it, you know, a, a, a few of the commentators have said, you know, they expect Shakhtar to sit in and hit in the break and I think he all goes better facing a team like that you know he, he finds the pockets of space better doesn't he or creates them so yeah I, I think he was the guy to start you know Yakamakis will come on maybe hopefully when we've softened him up uh, and a few goals up but listen both of them are going to get minutes aren't they yeah so both of them are capable of scoring a team, a team against a team like Shakhtar so it's just about making sure we make the best of our chances. But yeah, definitely start Kyogo for me. Yeah, I'd definitely start Kyogo tomorrow night. I think he's just a player that is explosive for Celtic. I don't think Yakimakis did himself any harm last week. Um, and he knows that you know he's going to be given chances throughout the season. But I just think for tomorrow night's game, it's one that I want to compare to a Ferenc Varos type idea. But I think that Celtic can certainly get a result in Warsaw. There's no reason why we can't win the game, you know. We'll be looking any Bundesliga outfit you're, you're going to get done against is going to be tough. I would like us to hopefully uh, take at least f- three points off a Leipzig in, in one of the games. But Shakhtar's the one that I'm looking at, like Ferenc Varos last year, Lawrence in the group, and hoping that home and away Celtic, if it's not six points, is, is possibly four points. Because I think this is the one that you need to be taking something, the team that you definitely need to be taking something from if you're wanting to look at European football after Christmas. Yeah, if I'm just talking about nine points, you know, where are you expecting it to come from? Your two home games, the six, and it's either Leipzig or, or Shakhtar in the road for the other three. So I, I think before the group is drawn, you would have said Shakhtar's the most likely place to get them. And we, we spoke about it earlier. I don't think after match day two, you can afford to be six points behind Shakhtar. Yeah, well, we'll soon see. Hopefully a Celtic victory. Um, tomorrow evening thanks to all our commenters for joining us today football will be back for Celtic I think that's going to be a sigh of relief for all of us tomorrow evening and it's uh, an earlier kickoff. Um, I think it's a 5.45 kickoff tomorrow night isn't it Lawrence for us so yep. that's another positive that we don't need to wait till 8 o'clock tomorrow um, and we get to see our team back in action thanks for everyone for commenting today and we will be here every step of the way previewing tomorrow night's game will be on for coverage of the game and also um, look forward to St Mum on Sunday thanks to all the commenters and data rates may apply.
Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head, comb it over, wear a hat? Just stop. This is in 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration experts, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to anyone that texts EASY to 203203. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part? Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let Bosley show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text EASY to 203203. That's B-A-S-Y to 203203. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.